What's up, everybody? I'm JJ Jonzy-Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. <laughs> It's the coconut milk formation. <laughs> coconut like that. milk formation. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Wright's House on Ringer FC. Hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to talk about Brentford's impressive start as well as Leicester, Crystal Palace and Watford. Some Barclays, WSL and some Women's Champions League. And my guests are Musa Kwanga and Mayawa Kwadri. How are you fellas? Very well, very well, very good. Good. How are you? How are you? You know something? I feel I feel pretty good today because you know what I've been doing? I've been going to the Russian banya. Have you seen me? I put it on Instagram not long ago. Where, no, they beat, no, no. where they beat you with leaves. It's, it's something that we're all going to do at some stage. I'm bringing you all there, the Russian bathhouse where they beat us with leaves and we, have, we sauna and we massage and we get soap washed. It's amazing. Do you know what's really ironic? It what? does give me Bond villain mafia secret association vibes. I'm not sorry. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, a place yes. where we meet. It's a place James where Bond we meet. Including backroom deals. Exactly. It's a, That's where footballers get tapped up. That's where footballers get tapped up. Honestly, <laughs> Moose, it's the kind of place where, honestly, you sit there and people just come in. You just sit, I sit over there in the corner on my own and people just come and just divulge. They just come and just start Amazing. speaking. Quite spiritual. That's it's, lovely. It's really cool. It's really cool. So we'll do that at some stage. But let, let's not let's not hang about because I want to talk about Brentford and yep. my worry and my how can I say not so much my worry but yes it is my worry for them because we've seen it before. We've seen Blackpool come up and do this. We've seen Leeds. We have to say as, as recently as Leeds. And what I'm seeing them do after the back of what they've done to Arsenal on the first day of the season 
which I'm thinking, okay, yeah, they're going to surprise a few because they're at Brentford, they're going to cause people problems. But what I saw them do at West Ham and the aggressive nature in which they attacked West Ham guys, mm. I don't know how long they're going to keep that up for, but I just hope that they can. I They've like been waiting Brentford. to come here a long time and they're not messing around. That manager ain't fucking around. He's, he's aggressive in his, in, his, in his coaching style. I like Brentford, man. If, if there was a way to describe it, they've kept championship energy mm-hmm. and brought it into the Premier League. Like a lot of people forget, I love the championship, but a lot of people forget it's a very, very long season. You're playing games almost every single day. And like there's a, level, there's a certain level of grit, determination and fight you have to have to get through that league because not only is it, if you think about it, there's loads of people that leak down from the Premier League. There's loads of people that come up. So you've got a mixture of very good talent and technical ability and graft. And they've just taken all of that, come to the Premier League and said, we are going to keep going until the referee pulls the final whistle. Yes. And it's like, they've managed to have goal scorers from different places. Like Tony's scored what? two goals mm-hmm. two and seven um, yeah, yeah 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 but you've got Rissa you know pulling up and, and, sc- and scoring clutch goals they just they 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 will not be defeated by anything and I remember to- Tony's contribution though off of the ball can I just say quickly my I don't want to be too rude but I want to get it in simply because he doesn't seem to me to be bothered about the fact that people are going to judge him on his goals I've seen him dropping back to left back I've seen him at right back I've seen him dropping back just to help this team helped defensively. I'm thinking to myself, you are going to be judged on goals at some stage. Now, if he's staying at Brentford, Moose, that's fine. But like people want to see what your, your goal tally. And I'm just worried that why aren't they catering more for him being up there than him having to come back and defend something? I don't know if that's a problem. Do you know why? Because it sounds like it's different, you know, different type of football, maybe different quality of football. But watching João Felix for Atleti against Barcelona, there were times when he was the third attacker closest to goal, like or even behind Carrasco at certain points and Lamar and Suarez were all ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And he was quite happy to just pull out like the wide left position, deep lying, like almost left wing back position and create from there. And I just think it's um, the beauty of Brentford is they don't care who serves the collective, right? right, right like right. look at Bamford. Bamford is not a goal machine. He serves the collective. And I think that yeah, but he's got a very loyal manager to him. But I wouldn't worry about, I wouldn't worry about Tony because I think that he's the kind of player you look at and go, like, look at, like, look at Klopp's a good example. Klopp is the kind of manager that looks at a player like Tony and goes, I could get 10 extra goals from that player because of the movements they make. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really, I think it's a different game now, Ian. You know, before it was like talent, it was almost like stats and what you produce. But these days I think managers look for intangibles. Yeah. How you work in parts of a complex system, yes. you know, like four or yes. five different positions, Ian, you know, mm-hmm. look at Grealish playing as a false nine now. Who would have thought, well, it's Pep, so everyone ends up being a false nine. But <laughs> you know I mean, but like, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling. Yes, I think with Grealish, not to go too far. I think with him, time will come. I feel like with loads of City signings, whether it was Cancelo, whether it was, if you look at anyone in their first season, you have this adaptation period where you have to fall into line and learn how the process works because it's a high complex machine. Mm. Then once you clock it, you start flying. So I think Grealish will be fine. But in terms of Tony, the reason why I'm not worried is because this is a player who. In the championship, loads of people are just saying, oh, he's just a penalty merchant. He just this, mm. does this, he does that. Still broke the record. I think for him, he's coming from a place where he knows how hard he had to work to get here, how hard people, you know, said that he wasn't a good striker. Mm. And he's like, you know what? I've got more to my game. I've got more to give. The goals will come. I know I can score goals. But in order to serve the team right now and get the team where they need to be, mm. I'm going to play the big striker to the little striker with Embraer. Because Embraer wasn't a centre forward. He was a, no. he was a wide man last season. Yeah. Now they're doing big and small, like proper heritage can Barclays I, football. Can I tell you something? I tell you, it's very magnanimous of him simply because when I came 
to the first division, me and Mark Bright, literally once we got promoted, all I was thinking about was scoring goals to be seen as a striker that's capable of doing it at that level. I don't mm. think I've got it in me to be somebody that is thinking of anything other than scoring goals. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. People might look and say, that's a bit selfish. But I think at that time, I, 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 I couldn't be thinking about anything other than, are you lot going to create enough chances for me? You're a rare species now, though, Ian. That kind of nine, if you think about that nine, there's very few people afforded those privileges of just being the out-and-out striker because I think the way that football has evolved in terms of different roles, the specialist nine, mm. like Lewandowski does do defensive work, wow. don't get me wrong, but like yeah. he is there to be that guy, right? He's there to occupy. And, and a lot of people now are generalists. Actually, but one thing I want to say about this Brentford team before I forget is, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about them is, they're not the youngest team, right? They're, they've got, they're, they're, they're not like super old. They've got like, you know, the oldest players like 30. Mm. They don't have like, it's not a question where you've got a couple of teenagers working. There's like no passengers there. Mm-hmm. Or there's no, there's no, that's not fair. There's no, there's no apprentices, right? Everyone there knows their trade. You've got David Wright and Goal, who you're a big fan of, obviously. Oh my God, Canos, he's fantastic. Canos on the right flank. These people are like, Yanot, they, know what, like they, know, they, they know what they're about. Mm-hmm. Played in a couple of countries. Like these people are like, they've done, they've done the, the rounds. rounds. It's like people who've worked at regional newspapers before working at a national paper. Yes. You know, they've, done the, like, lo- they've done the local newspaper beat, the investigative work, and now they've got like, the bigger office, the big budget. These people, they've all done that, that work. Yeah. And you know what else as well, Maya, is, that, is that they've come now, they've done all that work, and then they've got here and they're thinking, and this is where I worry for them, just like I worried for, remember when Swansea came with Brendan Rodgers and like I say, Blackpool with um, Ian Holloway. Mm. I worry for them because I'm thinking, They've come here and they've done that hard work to get here. And for the first five, ten, ten games, let's say Christmas, they're thinking like, fucking hell, man, this is, this is okay. Mm. I'm worried about when it gets to a point where people say, right, this is what he's going to do. So this is what he's going to do. We've got to watch him. What do they do then? Are they going to do what I saw them do against West Ham, which is in the latter stages of a game away from home where they could have said a point is good. And the point would be good. Let's keep, let's, let's, let's get everybody in the box, put a ball in there and see if we can get something. They had so many bodies in there. They, in the end, Visa came on and, Visa came on and scored the goal. But is that going to be to their detriment? Because I don't think, I think that teams will at some stage start to see, well, they do this. They're going to have to find a weakness with Brentford, Moose, Maya. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. yeah 100%. Because at the moment, you're looking at them and you're thinking, they seem fit. I watched them against Wolves. And Wolves, for about 15 minutes, this is before Jimenez took the, head, the headband off, they literally just like took all the punches. It's like a boxer saying, okay, is that your best punch? We could take that. And then, bam, they went to work on, on Wolves. I think that what's going to happen with them is they're going to go to work on teams and then teams are going to say, right, you've gone to work on us. Now we're going to go to work on you because we're now working you out. I want to see what they do then. I think there's definitely another level in them. I feel like Thomas Frank manager is like, remember the playoffs last season, he walked around all of the stadiums each, yeah. each game that, and he was like raring the fans to go. Like he's a man of war. Like he's really about that life. So it doesn't surprise me when his teams are going gung-ho in the last minute. Mm. But him and the team, they also, like Musa said, they're very diligent. They're very smart. All of their recruitment has been data-driven. This is a club who have tried to essentially revolutionize um, football within, within England. Like I think mm. they've ditched their, their, um, Premier League two squad for like a, for like a under twenty one they've they've tried to change various things so they have a clear plan of how they want to carry out things and how they want to go forward and yeah. I think that 
applies to you know how they will navigate the league as well. I think they'll be fine. I'd, like a lot of people probably thought they were going to be relegated. And then mm. I've seen how they started and said, you know what? I think these guys will be fine. Like, they'll definitely nick points off teams. Absolutely. You know what was really quite impressive about them? It's like Christopher Azier, he got in, he's injured. Then you got, um, what was it? It was Janot got injured in the warm up, And then um, Baptiste came off after 30 minutes and nothing changed. Mm-hmm. That's the gangster. Nothing changed. So we're talking about a team that are obviously well-coached, well-drilled. Almost like how I look at our Brighton are. They're well-coached, they're well-drilled. And this is why I think that they're going to surprise a few. People are saying to me about, yeah, we, we, we saw what Swansea done. They played great football. They came up and they were fine. We saw Blackburn, Blackpool. We've seen, we've seen Leeds as recently as Leeds. I think Brentford have got a, something more. I don't know well, what it is. the beauty of a 3-5-2 with uh, players that work back. If you lose one player, you've basically got a 3-5-1. That's extremely solid. Like, mm-hmm. you mean that shape, the base, yeah. the fundamental shape of a 3-5-1, it's the least, you know what it is? It's the most, it's, it's the formation in which you can most afford to lose yeah. someone. It hides the multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like certain seasoning you put on food. You know, if you've like, actually, this is a bit of a cheat guide. You know when you've got like coconut milk, add coconut milk to anything like a meal a day old and the meal is like fat enough again, right? It's like that. It's like the, it's the coconut milk formation. Coconut it's like that. Milk. It replenishes, it replenishes it re- anything. It oh, replenishes, exactly. It replenishes. Oh my word. Brings it back to life. That's hilarious. But with Brentford, it's interesting. Like they're such an exciting club. If you're an agent in Europe right now or anywhere, frankly, anywhere in the world, to pitch your player to because you yes. know that they have that high fitness level. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need your your guy, even as a squad player, they'll get minutes. You know they're going to be a great shop window. They're playing enterprising football. Yes, they are. And they're playing with a team of players that sacrifice for each other. It's an incredible pitch, actually. And they're in London. Oh, absolutely. There's no shortage of players that can fill a role. If you look at the Brentford squad in a funny way, and this is no disrespect to the players there, a lot of players will look there and be like, oh, they've had a similar path to me. Like, they've done things that aren't, you know, they've had, they've done their time, but so have I. And I just think they're a great sales pitch. Does that make sense? Like, so yeah, I feel like gonna, for Brentford to upgrade, all they've got to do, and this is the horrible cliche phrase, but I think it has a value here, is trust the process actually. <laughs> then, then it will come down surely. Like, I, I totally agree in respects of bringing in that player who wants to play at that level because they do play a very energized level, but at the same time, defensively sound. What I saw them against Wolves, they, mm. were, they were just, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And the way they attacked them on the counter-attack with Tony, with his physical presence as, as much as... Have you seen him? He drops off and he can pass those balls through the lines to Mimbuena. Honestly, I'm just... I'm feeling like if they can sign that right player so that they can keep the levels of what they're doing up and they could do that away from home and I saw what they've done to Arsenal at home and Liverpool, we're talking about a team that's... They're here to stay, man. No, 100%. I feel Very like... Very much Brentford, here to stay. It's always a case of... In the first season, you mm. know, a lot of people, you know, don't fully know about the proposition they're facing. You know, you get a really good run. You do, you deliver, you probably exceed what you need to do. So like a lot of the promoted teams, it's about the second season about, you know, going again. Now that you've done it, how do you go that step further? Mm. And ultimately we, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we've seen it with a few teams, right? We're seeing it with Leeds at the moment right That's now. That's exactly what I was going to say, Mayo. Leeds. Where they are. Yeah, it's, it's not, it doesn't look like the same side we saw last season. Yes, there's been injuries, mm. but they look like they're in a very, very tough moment at the moment. And it just goes to show that Sheffield United, we saw it happen with them, right? Where 
those few seasons where they were over delivering and everyone thought they might get Champions League football. Mm. And then the next season comes where everyone understands what moves you're going to do, what players do what, what the, cha- what the what time the manager brings on the super sub. And then they just manage to get into you. So I think, Yeah, I think with, with Leeds, I think we have to wait until they get those, the, the, the main players, players back. back. Yeah. You know, I think Furpo looks after season, but he still feels like he's taking his time to settle in. And I think that we need to see Leeds get that. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is what happens in this league. It's so fucking ruthless, this league. If you lose a couple of players like that and you've got a certain way you're playing with Leeds and it's, it's, it's integral to what you're doing, you lose them. It's not like anyone in this league is going to say, okay, let's just wait and take it easy on Leeds. They're going to fucking crush you, man. They're going to crush you into the ground. It's also, it's the fitness, you're right. But it's also like, you know, I know how the vaccine works. You know, the vaccine is a little bit of the actual illness itself, right? And the problem is Leeds are giving people the vaccine. Mm -hmm. They showed everyone what they were about, right? So now people are like, they're vaccinated against Leeds in terms of people know. (laughs) Know what they're coming with. They know what they're coming with. They know how you're going to That's why you can, all of a sudden, you can see a 5 0 or a 6 1. Everyone's got an Astra Bielsa. They've they've got it. They've taken it. (laughs) That was happening last year. You know, you were seeing even last year, like leads against certain teams playing open, playing man to man, which is very brave in the open field. But then. It's crazy, Luke. It's crazy. Is there another part of this as well when you look at Bielsa in terms of his journey and how he's been with teams? Because ultimately, this is a man that goes into very unassuming places gets them, maximises them. I'm not, I'm, only signed one-year deals as well, Mayowa. Only signed one-year one deals. That's something that says a lot. He, he literally, he bleeds everything out of a team in a really, really like inspirational way because not to say that Leeds players are average, but you look at the sort of personnel and everything that they, they have in the team, the way they play, mm. you think to yourself, you couldn't get high caliber players to play at this because they would say, why am I running up, up and down? Why am I giving so much? He, and he makes these teams but after a while, we see it with any sort of cycle. How long can you keep that cycle of intensity or keep going the same? Like what, what happens when you get the two injuries? Because this, mm. the injuries thing, it was only a few, it was only like one or two in the first day of the season. Then you've got a few more now and they just don't look like the same team anymore. I've I seen t- them try to progress the ball instead of being I'll intense. tell you what else as well happens as well, Maya, yeah. is um, with, 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 when you're playing that intense, I remember George Graham, we used to have to work very hard as strikers. And after a while, especially when you're playing against teams that pass around you and you just feel like you're running around chasing, it's demoralizing. Like I've watched Leeds when, you know, when Leeds do the, the, um, the man to man and you're seeing players, like I remember when, when Man United hammered them at the start of the season and you saw Bruno Fernandes dragging someone in and then you see Ailing go with him and then you see Scott McTominay blasting through into oceans of space. I don't think they, they didn't have Calvin Phillips at the time. No. But see, I think they might have had him. What, for Calvin the first game of the season? Was he? No, he didn't play that game. He didn't play. That was a pug before assist. Yeah, he didn't That's play what that. it was. That was what it was. But like, when you watched how Leeds were dragged about where players going with the player that a manager wants to go with, you can't do that because then, let's say, I'll tell you what, you just, you just run out there, he'll go with you and then we'll just leave that space. It's almost like, it's, it's basic stuff. There's it's a, just like, why are you so that? long that a mosquito can like buzz around you before the slipper yeah. eventually hits it? Exactly. That's, that's the problem with Leeds. Like, don't get me wrong, it's very effective. But after a while, when you, you know, you might close your eyes and be like, okay, it's there. Bang. I know what to do, you know? They're facing that situation where people know that, okay, I know you're going to try and press this into the ground. But if you manage to pass through at that one, it's almost like countering the trigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like when when you break open the, um, it's like when you you, you break a hole in the dam and the seawall just bursts through. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. And you just have to like find a way to crack open the dam and then you're done. And, you know, 
I don't, I don't have any doubt that Leeds can turn this around because Bielsa is a brilliant tactician all the rest of it. And I think they he needs will those players survive. back, Moose. He needs those players back. I think, do you know what it is? I think he does need them back. And I think as well as the thing, Leeds are always going to ship goals. That's just the style. <laughs> the key for them, the key for them is unfortunately, they've got to like, you know, the, the one all draw against Newcastle, that to me is the warning sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, you can lose to West Ham, but that's, that's yeah. no shame. To, no shame in that. Anyone will do that. But you're drawing one all against Newcastle. And this is, these are these games you're winning. You look at Brentford, with the exception, well, Brighton are a very good side actually. So no shame in losing to them. Brentford are taking the points in the games where you'd expect them to take the three points. Mm-hmm. And they're also getting a point here and there. You know, they're getting it's points Liverpool. here and there. So come on, they got a point at Liverpool at home. That's a massive. That's Leeds, like a don't, Leeds don't have these. Leeds are not getting the kind of. There's going to be low hanging fruit. There's not much in the Premier League, but you've got to take the low hanging fruit when you get it, and they're not taking it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Watford, you know, sacked another manager. I tell you what, what an acquisition to bring in though. Ranieri. Yeah. He's going to need to work magic there. He, well, he Sam is. Dory, he did as well though. Like he's Sam Dory, he did a good job there. Like he's... Yeah. He knows how to take teams from that tough thing and just bring them to like a, a, a lower mid table. He could do that. In a really it. funny way. I know it sounds so funny, but he reminds me a little bit of Rafa in terms of this is the stuff I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of that. If you play this role and do this for the team, everything could be all right. And you yeah. know what? We might even go a bit further than that. He just has that element of he's, he's moved away from the tinker man and he's more sort of like the settler man now. So yeah. I'm not going to change yeah. it too much. I'm just going to, Settle down everything. Settle people down. Yeah, and get people to do. Yeah, because like you look at someone like Sissoko. If Sissoko gets himself going, he causes people a problem from that midfield area. What I've seen him do on occasions at Tottenham. He's got a lot of experience that will help them. Yeah, he's, he needs to get going. But I mean, I mean, Islam Saw for one point of the season was that second top goal scorer in the league when he just started, and that's mm-hmm. a player that's they've got good pieces at Watford. That's the thing. They've got really good pieces. Good pieces. Really, really good pieces. Like and the guy Dennis about... from Bruges, the guy Dennis from Bruges, who basically yes. had Real Madrid on toast. This yep. man put Real Madrid on toast. Like mm. Watford are the stock in Watford is underpriced, in mm. my opinion. They've got Jao Pedro is still there, right? They've got t- they've got, yeah, players. They've got, they've got all players. it takes is what, just actually you know, no, let's let's be Watford have always in the last few years Watford have had they had Delefeu. <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. Delefeu. yeah and he wasn't the clown yeah it's so just yeah, about they, getting the right person to piece it together yeah absolutely but actually Ian, I want to ask you something while we're on this on this subject maybe it's tied into the first things you've discussed Brentford and also Leeds Leicester were there points when you're at Palace because there's some parallels between your experience and the Brentford and the Leeds and Leicester experience where you come up and you have an incredible, you know, first season and then people oh kind God. of get the measure of you. Did you ever have a situation where you felt like you weren't kicking on at the start of a season and you were worried about that? I mean, honestly, it was amazing because the first game of the season, 
We looked at our first um, three games. The first three games, I think they were, it was Luton, Man United at home, and I think Coventry. And I don't know. I just thought in my head straight off, Musa, that, yeah, Luton, beat Luton. Man United might be tough at home, but it's at home, so we'll be ready to go. And then Coventry. Luton and Coventry were the toughest games that we had. And like, I remember sitting in the dressing room, I think we lost 1-0 to Coventry. I think we drew with, um, drew with Luton and we drew 1-1 with uh, Man United. And what I got out of it more than anything else was underestimating those teams, right? Underestimating those teams. And then all that made you do is you realise that there's no easy games. I'm thinking, oh, I'll get some goals against Luton. I didn't get, a, I think I played against Coventry. I didn't get a kick against the centre-halves. Brian Kilkine, I think it was an uh, older guy, Pierce or whatever his name is. Same with Luton. I think Steve Foster, I can't remember who it was, um, who was playing at the back for Luton. But it was so tough. that I was like, fucking hell. And when you, when you got going, then we got going. And then I think we beat, I think we beat Wimbledon at home. Then we started to get going. And then we, and then it started to go well. We finished third, Moose. We yeah. finished third that season. It was a season where we couldn't qualify for Europe because everything what happened um, before we were banned from Europe. And what was really good about that is that we had a good young team, self Brighty, Jeff Thomas, Andy Gray at the back in the midfield. John Salako was, was on the left wing. John, um, who was it? Um, Neil Redfern on the right. Um, we had David Burke left back, John Pemberton right back, Andy Thorne, Eric Young, and Nigel Martin in goal. We were a fucking fit, strong, young team. And we finished third. Leeds finished fourth that season. I knew we needed more, right? I don't know what we needed, but like Leeds finished um, fourth that season. The next season they bought Tony DiRigo and Rod Wallace and they won the league the next year. That's our, that's why I, I can't get over that because I'm thinking, are we that close? We finished third. They finished fourth. They won the league next year. You know, so I knew that with, with, with us, as much as I was wary of coming up and I realized that we had to get to a certain level, Moose, of mm. consistency in that league, that when you dropped under, like we dropped under it for a bit, and Liverpool beat us 9-0. Mm. You know, it was like, it was, it, was, it was one of those situations where you couldn't rest. In training, this is the thing. Couldn't rest. Everything's a step quicker. When you come up against the best, you can't take more than one touch when you don't need more than one touch. You've got to finish as if you're playing against the best. We couldn't get anywhere near Liverpool that night, and right, we thought yeah. we're in the same league as these guys, and we can't get near them. It was one of the most harrowing feelings I've ever had in a dressing room when we came in after that nine nil. But at the same time, we knew exactly what we needed to do in respect of moving on. Right, right. So you feel like this, I mean, this is, this is fascinating because you look at Leeds and Leicester now and I look and I wonder what it is with them upgrades. I mean, Leeds, you talked about, but Leicester, I Leicester. Leicester. Look at worry. Leicester. Leicester is a team that everyone was like, this, this is a Champions League team until yeah. they, they slipped up late. And I wonder if, I'm not saying the hangovers continue. I don't believe in hangovers in a sense. It's almost like the things that people worked out about Leicester at the end of last season are they even more in focus now? Are mm. people now looking at Leicester because you look at them and their challenges? Look at them as a top team. I, I feel like, but I feel like there's too much. Also, there's too much dependence maybe on on Vardy. I wonder. This they, is, I, I wonder it's, about it's this. So it's difficult mm. though because Vardy again for me when I look at Leicester, I do this comparative analysis to to West Ham because those are both teams that you know 
did really well last season, want to push on and also playing in Europe. West Ham have so far managed to make the two coexist and done pretty well. Their players from last season that performed really well are really picking up. They're, they're, the, pe- the, the key men in their team, someone like Declan Rice, has said, you know, I'm putting it upon myself to go and level further. And they're delivering. Whereas Leicester, on the other hand, you have a situation where James Madison, since the, the end of last season, hasn't really been the same. And we're not really seeing him mm. with that spark this year. I remember last, there was a point in last season where everyone was like, he's got to make the England squad. Like, he's scoring goals. He's getting yeah. more assists. He's, he's had a development in his game. We've got people like Iniatra who were unplayable last year. He only made his first start on his birthday this weekend. But him and Vardy have this connection where they, they constantly score and assist for each other. Mm. There, there's something not right at Leicester, even with the, the fashion that they're not, they're, they're getting their results. Like Palace are a good side, of course, but going to 2-2 two, two there, the, the performances in Europe, there's something that doesn't feel quite right, whether t- it's yeah. them tired, whether it's that, you know, Rodgers just doesn't know at the moment how to maximise because he's missing his Fofana. He's not getting the, Evans, the levels of the key. Yeah. Evans. Evans it, yeah. it feels really, really James weird. Justin. Yeah. It feels I think, weird. I think, I think that... Um, Listening to his quotes about Iniacho saying he can't play in another position, he's purely a striker. Um, so playing with two strikers, I think that Rogers' problem, and I, and I read it and I was thinking, that's interesting. He doesn't want to relinquish that control in midfield. Now, he hasn't got Ndidi at the moment. Tielemans is somebody that, the, the quality of Tielemans is, 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 is just like, he's elite for me. I think he's elite. Tielemans and he's not signing this deal at the moment I don't know what's happening don't know what's, what's going on I wouldn't say that oh he's he's looking to kind of like um, try and get a move in that but when you look at what he's trying to get from the midfield you mentioned there Mayowa Madison's not it's not quite happening for him indeed he's injured Tielemans there's a dis, there's there's a, un, a, an, an imbalance at Leicester where he needs Iniacho in the team because he needs goals alongside Vardy when Harvey Barnes came out of the team it worked for him, but for some reason, him saying that he can only use any action, he can't, he's, he can only play one position. It's confusing to me because if you've got somebody who can score goals alongside someone like Vardy, who we know what Vardy can do, why wouldn't you do everything you can to try and get him into the team rather than worrying about relinquishing control in the midfield? I know midfield's important without a doubt, but you've got someone who scores goals. There's a lot of imbalance at Leicester. And for, them mm. to, for Palace to come back, and we're talking about a Palace side that's come back where under Hodgson, they don't come back because under Hodgson, they don't make those substitutions. He doesn't bring on Elisi. He doesn't bring on Schlup. He leaves those substitutions then Leicester ride that game out. And then we don't see a Leicester side where you think, well, that's a bit weird of Leicester. They kind of relinquished that. But now we're dealing with a different Palace. Do you think it's this sense of, you know, one completely different scenario, but with the teams that just get promoted, they're in a situation where, you know, the first season, it's like, wow, I'm not used to this. The second season, oh, we've got your number now. I remember that statistic that always floats about about in recent years, the teams that the team that spent the most time in the top four is Leicester. They've always mm. been in and amongst it. They've always managed to sort of go under the radar, but just be there. Is it getting to a place now where, I mean, I know they brought in Vestergaard, they've got Bertrand and everything, they yeah. brought Lukeman in. Is it that? In terms of what they need to take them to that next level, to really no. revitalize, they've not made that. Even Daka, I mean, Daka can't get a look in because Vardy's starting. And I mean, Iniatra wasn't even getting a look in. So if Iniatra's not getting a look in, how are you supposed to start Daka? Daka. It's, it, yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of confusion. There. There's a lot the of confusion. Is the, level, 
the problem is it's like Leicester and Spurs. There's an analogy there with Spurs. Spurs basically were for about maybe three or four years, the second best team maybe in the Premier League. Like they went on a run and they were like the team that could unlock other teams. And it was almost like Spurs, everyone improved themselves through Spurs being in the league. But yes. Spurs maybe benefited in the long run less than they could have done. Now Leicester have, caught, Leicester have won the league on the FA Cup, like less mm-hmm. than in the Europa League. So it's not like they've done things that are astonishing. But in terms of consolidating their place in the top eight, for example, is that thing that's, you know, because they, they've made those astonishing signings of Vardy in particular. And Vardy is, he's the kind of striker you sign once every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, where is your next kind of Vardy figure? And it's not, this is not a knock on Leicester. It's because players like Vardy just don't come around that often. They're unicorns. No. Yeah, no, they're, exactly, absolutely they're absolutely unicorns. Yeah, absolutely and I think, unicorns. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, 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 you look at Leicester, one, they, what, one in seven they've won. You look at the, um, for Leicester, they've got a lack of intensity. The way they're progressing the ball through me, it seems like it's going too slow now. It's go, it's, they're passing too, it's going too slow. And that is the problem I feel like they, that they have now. They need, I, I think it's unfair to talk about once they need to get those players back. Once they get the players back with Fafana, Evans, alongside Sionchu, because Sionchu, when he was alongside Evans and Fafana, he did look very quick, very sharp. He's still the kind of defender I would like to play against because he constantly wants to win the ball. He wants to show how quick he is. Yeah. He constantly wants to win the ball so you can spin him. Once they get those players back, they've got to get Wilfred Ndidi back. They've got to get him back in the midfield. Like I said earlier on, there's a lot going on with Leicester and it's going to be interesting to see them for the next couple of months because I do not believe that the way they're playing now and the style of play, what they're playing, Vardy will still nick their goals like we saw him do the other day. Mm. But I believe that they're not going to do they're not going to do what they've done in the last couple of seasons on on the current form. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Talking of a team that is doing very exciting things this year, Arsenal Women. Oh my God, come on. We have to talk about them because- Even watching them come off the bus, they know, you talk, they know yeah, themselves. You, you talk about a team like that changes from year to year. And this thing, we know leagues change so fast. Arsenal, if you look at, let's, let's, if you look at the kickoff of the Champions League final, Chelsea about to play um, Barcelona. And it felt like Chelsea about to have the crowning glory of this incredible yes. year because we didn't quite know what, frankly, what, how brutal Barcelona were going to be. Mm. And if you look at that moment, that, the kickoff of that game, Arsenal were in a wilderness compared to Chelsea. Mm. Arsenal, you know, they're looking at Chelsea and Chelsea had everything Arsenal wanted. 
You look at Arsenal now and the swagger with which they've started the season and the squad depth and the renewal. If someone has said to you, they'll lose Van der Donk mm-hmm. and they'll come out better. The midfield will oh, come out God. looking more like intense, more exciting, all the rest yeah. of it. Um, and of You'd course, like, no. you know, we, of course, like we're, we're, we're having this conversation ahead of Arsenal Barcelona, which we'll yes, cover on Stadio. Yeah. So this will be a benchmark. This game, the Barcelona game, is a benchmark for Arsenal to see what progress they've made. Yes, but whatever happens in that game, like they could not be better prepared to have that. No. to have that match. It's, you know something? If you could you choose have to a game, Jonas. Honestly, mm-hmm. May, if you, you have to respect Jonas, but if you could pick the way that Arsenal started the season, the way they've blasted teams, Iwabuchi, amazing. Amazing. The way they've blasted teams, if you could say, you know something, if we could get a test this type stage of the season just to see where we are, this is it. Yeah. Playing, Bar- playing Barcelona now, we are going to see something. Because I look at Chelsea and I think to myself, I think Arsenal got a great chance this year of winning the league because I believe that Chelsea's mind's on going back there and winning that Champions League because of what they got... From what they got dealt with from Barcelona last season, that does not leave you quickly. That lives with you. You have to put that right. And remember, Barcelona themselves went through that. Chelsea have to go through what the Barcelona ladies went through, and they've got to, they've got to right that wrong. Because until they do, and Chelsea can win the league as many times as they want, they're going to be remembered. There's going to be a void. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I feel that this is going to be a big season for Arsenal and Chelsea. Do you know what's amazing about Arsenal though? It's that for people that maybe don't know, Arsenal are cornerstone of women's football, right? And mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, things may have not been where they expected it to be. But you bring in this new manager and from that first game at the Emirates against Chelsea side, London derby, loads of fans against Emma Hayes, to get that victory in the way that they did and his celebration when yes. he was on his, knees, on his knees, it told me everything I needed to know about this season. They are coming after everything. If that wasn't enough, then the signing of, or the, the, the murmurings of Tobin Heath just before that oh, game kicked God. off, that yeah. was enough to tell me that they want yeah. to go after every single thing. And you can see it in, like you said, the way they come off the coach, Honestly. the confidence in the play. This is a, it's a machine that's not even fully well oiled yet. They're still trying to figure out, okay, how do we utilize our players the best? Like Iwabuchi is still not fully firing yet. Honestly. It's, it's honestly beautiful to see. But the thing but, is, as well, Mayowa, is this is why I'm saying Moose, hmm. what, if Arsenal come out of the Arsenal, you, you know something. If Arsenal come out of this, whether they come out with a draw, or win, or loss, is how they perform is what's going to make me say, right, yeah, yeah, yeah where, yeah, I, I see what we're doing here. We're ready. We're ready. Well, I think I th- the Man City situation just gives extra confidence as well. Because I mean, to lose, yeah, three but we're games- talking, yeah, but the, the, yeah, but Mayawa, the girls will know themselves that that wasn't the Man City that they that they would be challenging when, when they're really fit. No, so no, it's not even the result them. in terms of just like the momentum for the yeah. league. Because I remember yeah. I was saying, I think I was saying a few weeks ago that I think it's a free horse race. This is one of the most competitive leagues in the world regardless. And losing three games early on in this league, you've basically lost you're the finished. league. Like, you're, you're, you're done. So Arsenal, That's okay. Sorry, Rangers business. Yeah, exactly. So Arsenal kind of already know, you know what? One of the competitors is wounded here. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. It's just us versus Chelsea, essentially. And we've already got the upper number. In terms of Champions League, they know that they're going to go out for that game and give it everything. And you know what? If we play well in this, we could probably do something here as well because we've got a really, really good squad. We've got players that actually have points to prove as well. 
like they really, really want to go after it. So, I mean, they've started so well, but it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot. They are the exciting team to watch out for, definitely. Mm. You look at Arsenal women and Chelsea as well. And Barcelona is the one that, you know, they are the standard, right? They're the gold What about standard. Wolfsburg, Berg? And Wolfsburg as well, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg uh, well, we have to say this very quickly. So Wolfsburg, um, they're in a difficult position because they, their major scorer, Eva Payor, mm. is facing surgery. Yeah. Alex Pop, their captain's been out for a while. Now they're still very competitive, but they did just drop two uh, really important points against Freiburg at the weekend behind Bayern. Like in, in, the, in the German league, Bayern are the gold standard. Mm-hmm. The thing about, um, Barcelona, everyone talks about is those wide forwards, right? That is the most God. devastating yeah, forward line. Chelsea, Jesus. Now, I, I, yeah, when I look at the Chelsea wingbacks and their configuration in this game that they use against Brighton, the 3-1 over Brighton, and I'm wondering if Cuthbert and Wrighton on the flanks Good. could be something that contain it's a different approach. Barcelona. Yeah, mm. I, I, I quite like this, the 3-4-3. Three, three. We've seen, obviously, the Because they'll game. attack them, Moose. They'll attack them. This mm-hmm. is what I mean. They're not, the problem with that, you know, in retrospect, it's always hindsight, isn't it? The I'm talking about the Chelsea the forward, the Chelsea wingbacks. Well, exa- exactly. The problem mm. that the Chelsea fullbacks had in the, the final against Barcelona, in the women's final, was that they almost invited pressure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They invited pressure. You don't do that against Barcelona. Whereas Wrighton, you know, for my money, like just, well, I don't know if Wrighton's underrated. I think that she's not as rated as she should she be. She should be, yeah. yeah. And then Cusper is someone that, yeah. her, mm. the way she plays football, people you know, credit her for the tenacity, the energy, the mm. relentlessness. But there's a, there's a very talented player alongside all of those attributes as well. And I like if, the if you've got someone like yeah. that running against mm. you, that can put the fear of God into you because it's, it's not an easy 90 minutes. Not at all. Not at all. I really like the cuff, but was it the Women's FA Cup final I was watching where they just, Chelsea just flew out. Mm-hmm. They flew out of the blocks. Was it the Women's Cup? I think it was. And, um, you know, that, that configuration Chelsea have got, and this is dangerous for them because they might have looked, and not that not they were complacent, but maybe they would have felt that the next two, three years, they would not expect to see Arsenal back so soon at the races, the yes. way they're back. Mm. And Arsenal yes. are back big time. And I wonder if this is the season where Chelsea, because Chelsea have got this brilliant forward line, but a lot can change, right? Yes. Like Beth England was a primary player and is now at the margins. And it now looks like Kerr, Kirby, Harder is there for yes. a long time. And now if you lose someone in England, you immediately, we've said this about squad depth, you have a big drop off because it's very hard to keep all these players happy, right? Mm. You lose someone like Beth England, let's say next year because she wants regular football. Yes. The drop, off, the drop off in quality in the front line is substantial, right? And you can't play that front three every match. Yeah. So in a game where it's about squad depth, you have to say that at this point, Arsenal are on balance, the strongest proposition, not only as a starting 11 against Barcelona, but as a squad against Barcelona over Chelsea, I would say at this point. Mm. And I never thought, I never thought I'd say that six months ago. It's mm. funny how, you know, the right sort of recruitment so quick. Yeah. can just change everything on its head. Because yeah. literally, like I said, you wouldn't say that a few months ago, but I, I just love the fact that in a season where there's so many more eyes, there's so much accessibility that people are really understanding and getting to see how beautiful this league is yeah. and how it's not just the top teams as well. Like Brighton's performance against Chelsea was a really good, it was so great to see Daniel um, Carter mm. get after her injuries. Get, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. two goals this season so already. Score. Yeah. Emma said that they're going to take points off people. West Ham's performance, I know City have got injuries, but yeah. that was a very, very good performance. You see that goal? 
Ogawa. What a beautiful goal. Crazy, crazy goal. No, she had no right. <laughs> she actually had no right to do but it. What I love, you know what I love about it is that I would, I would, that kind of chance, what she took, she's like 40 yards out. And the goalkeeper's caught off the line. It was a poor back pass from Stokes. And she, left-footed, bam, over it. It's not easy. No. Nope. You have to get that right. And that's why I loved the way she executed that. I was really pleased with that. You know, and it's, also the, it's, the, it's the vision, isn't it? It's one thing executing it, but it's the audacity to... Even think about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Moose, exactly, you know what exactly. it is, Moose? You know what it is, Moose? Is know it. Everybody can... This is why you have to understand, you have to give people credit because everybody in the stadium can see, oh, the goalkeeper's out. Oh, that's a bad back pass. Oh, all she's got to do is put it in the net there. It's, it's 40 yards. So she's got to get all that right. And she did it. And that is what I like because get out I the two guarantee iron. you. Get the two you iron out. Get the, exactly. And just drive it in over the goalkeeper. I guarantee you take anybody out of that stand and say, right, this is going to happen. Go on, do it. Bam. They wouldn't be able to do it. That is what I love. The quality of it. And I thought, well done to you. Well played to you. While we're on quality in the women's game, let's look at the Frauen Bundesliga very quickly. Yes. We mentioned yes. them before. So Bayern are out ahead there and Wolfsburg just dropped these points I mentioned about Freiburg. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge for Wolfsburg is they've got the chasing pack of Eintracht, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim. And those are all very, very good teams. Mm. And this is, this is the classic thing we've said. Like, like there's, Wolfsburg have done their best to kind of, um, to rebuild. They brought in Jill Rod. Jill Rod, yeah, from us, yeah. Lena Oberdorf, the year before that from Essen, brilliant young player who's still only 19, turning 20 in December. Like, so the future of German and you know, world football, quite frankly. But the, the Frauen Bundesliga is definitely one to watch. And the thing about that is Bayern are so strong and a really tight title race will only help them because they've got so much depth that a really strong title race... like Are they know, favourites? Are they favourites, Moose? For the, for the Frauen Bundesliga, yes. But the thing is... I what about the Champions League? This is the thing I was coming to, I think. And I think this as well. The tight title race in Germany is really going to help their prospects deep in the Champions League. Because it keeps them very, competitive very for long enough. It's mm. very, it's very similar to you know in the Bundesliga, right? Like you look at Bayern. If you've got the league wrapped up by January, the competitive edge sometimes isn't the same because you haven't got yes. someone nipping at your ankle saying that mm. you have to be better. So no, it's quite interesting, and I feel like that could probably be the same for the WSL as well. If if Chelsea and Arsenal, to be fair, City, it's three games, but they're still going to try and crawl back. They've got the chasing mm. pack, as you're saying, chasing them. Yeah. So if you've got these propositions really still pushing each other, it means that you constantly have to be on your toes. There's no, mm. there's no time for slack. You have to keep going yeah. at it. You, so, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't take your foot off the pedal. But just before we go, yeah, because we've got yeah, a goal sure. soon, Moose, yeah, I yeah, just sure, got to sure. say, you, you, have you two seen the Bond film yet? I know we, we got Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. What the fuck yeah. are you waiting for? I, I, <laughs> what are you waiting for? It's amazing. That's all I will say. We'll have to speak about it, but I need you lot to see it. Because no, obviously, I would have, if it wasn't, if, if if it was not for the huge game tonight, I'd be watching it tonight. But have it, no fear, I'll be it watching has it. Has to be soon. seen. Does he, does he does he do us proud? Does he go out? Honestly, on a, on a honestly, man's out on his shit. He's he's done everything. He's out on yeah, his shield. He's on, he's on he's, smoke. He's, he's on smoke. There <laughs> <laughs> needs to be smoke. a Bond film, just like on smoke. Can you imagine? on smoke. If if Bond goes into the multiverse, Bond goes into the multiverse and comes out on smoke. Oh, that's what the next one should be called. The next one should be called just Bond on smoke. smoke. Everything's Ari. Exactly. Please, like everything's Ari. Please go and see. Some drum. Put some drum on the intro. Where my new weapons soon come. Soon come. Soon come, man. We'll do it. We'll do it once you've seen it. Then we could start. We'll go into Bond. Who could be? Who could be Bond? Who could be Bond players? Players who could be Bond. We'll go into that. James Babylon. That would be the one. I will say that. Yeah. 
James Bond, if James Bond like does it, you have to like James Babylon, like James Babylon. That I would watch. James Badman, James Babylon. That I would watch. That I would watch. Listen, guys, I'm going to have to leave you. Uh, good I've to see you, man. You know, it's funny because I'm going to see um tonight. I'm going to see Idris's film, Harder Day Four. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, the, uh, cow- the cowboy, cowboy one. one. The cowboy yep, yep. one. I'm really looking forward to that because, hey, people didn't realize about the Cowboys movie. So I remember you mentioned it to me, Miss, about people didn't realize, they didn't have anywhere to go. So they had to be wandering around. Well, so many, yeah, so many, so many, yeah, so many, like the, the Cowboys were, but it's like, this, it's like all these things are like the Cowboys being black, like whiskey, like a lot of, a lot of the history of whiskey in America, like, you know, black people involved in that and distilling yeah. it and they get written out of the story. And it's just do. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Always rise out, man. It just to bring us back in. Exactly. <laughs> nice one. Listen, guys, I'll, I'll take, it, take it easy, guys. I love you. I love you to death. Good and to see you soon. Take it easy. God bless. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks to Musa Kwanga. Thanks to Mayawa Quadri. We'll see you again next week. Hopefully, England will do well in their games. And um, I'll speak to you again uh, next week, guys. Have a great week. Stay safe. <laughs>